Amen. He scared me there for a moment. I thought he was going to end the song service on <laughs> one of them flat. <laughs> and I said, anything to get you up. But salvation has been brought down. Good morning. How is everybody? If you came to see Brother Bethea, he'll be back next week. He's at the national lectureship. And I, I was sitting there and I was saying, well, what would Brother Bethea do? I said, I don't know, so let me just do me. And then you all got to come back to see Brother Bethea. Twelve hours ago, this was a dinner theater. And they did an outstanding job last night, Brother Holder. All of them. We got some talented folks in this congregation. And uh, yesterday was a long day for me because we had commencement over at the university. And I got up at 4.30. And then I came here. And they set us in the first seat to the stage. And when you go to a comedy show, never sit in front because the comedian is going to get on you. And they sat me right in front, and the comedian got on me. I told them I'm going to change my message and send a CD over to inner city. So I can get back at them. But I prayed to God. I, I forgave them. I haven't forgotten them. But I forgave them. So it, it, it was just fantastic. I, I really enjoyed uh, the um, dinner play last evening. Pray for Brother Bethea. He's at the National in Greensboro. Carolina. Those of you who are visiting who may not be members of the Church of Christ, we say welcome. We're happy you're here and that you decide to be with us. And those of you from another congregation of the Lord's people, it is always good to see you. It's so good we can open God's book, study his word, which is able to save our soul. And those of us who worship here at East Baltimore, we expect to see you. Now, at 8 o'clock, everybody reads. So when I'm preaching at 11 o'clock, everybody reads. How you been? Haven't seen you guys in two Sundays. You back? Amen. Good to have you. You brought your wife back with you? You met? You, amen. You remember what Celie said? I'm married now. Amen. And all of the rights and privileges that goes with it. Amen. Yeah. Do you have the checkbook or do he still? I just need to know if things change. You work together? Amen. Lord have mercy. 
Family that works together stays together. Didn't we just talk about that, Brother, Brother Keelan, in the office? Yeah. If you, where's Roy? Is that a good thing, Roy? Very good thing. That's right. How long you been married? 55. You see? If you give her the checkbook, you're going to last. To be 55 years. But if you keep the checkbook, you ain't going to make it. Amen. Thank you, Brother Holder. Thank you, Brother Keelan. Galatians chapter number five. We all going to read. Oh, Sister Stevens, I walked past you. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah, that's my partner. Galatians chapter five. We ready, Sister Stephen? All right, verse one, what the Bible says. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty whereunto Christ had made us free, and be not a tangle again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, says unto you that if you be circumcised, Christ profits you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, he that is a what debtor to do the whole law. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever has fallen from grace. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, legalism has overtaken righteousness. Well, let's see what it said. Legalism has overtaken righteousness. The book of Galatia is one of those books that are very confusing, not because of the words that it speaks, but because when we look at the book, we see two things that Paul was fighting about all of his Christian life. It's not that the, the book is confusing, it's when we look at the letter, we come out with something different. So what Paul does in the book of Galatia, he kind of separated in three parts. In chapter one and two, he, he kind of focused on his credential. He says that I am an apostle of Jesus Christ, not by man, but by God himself. In chapter three and four, he gives us a theological argument where he says that Abraham had two wives. One was a bond woman and one of a free. And he uses Elizabeth and Haggai as, as the message for it. And he says, you are not children of the bond, but of the free woman. Right, right, right. Then in chapter 5 and 6, the apostle says that we should be steadfast in the liberty Amen. whereunto Christ has 
made us free. And when Christ has made us free, let us not go back into bondage. But he starts the letter off by saying, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. So that's the danger part when legalism has overtaken righteousness. Brother Poole, how you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you too, Sister Poole. Legalism has overtaken righteousness. In the church of Christ, we have the class that we're taking on Sunday. It's all about evangelism. And the author throughout the book says, we cannot operate the church today the way they did 40 years ago. Is that all right? Because 40 years ago, we, we did not have to compete with Hollywood. 40 years ago, we had three channels. And at 1130, you can fall, you don't even have to worry. At 11.30, the national anthem come on and, and you get nothing. Now you got 720 channels and it never goes off. So now the church is competing with entities outside of the religious, the religious realm. So this author says that if the church and, and the, the lesson that Brother Veal going to talk about to, today is we have come now to the end of the book. But the author says in, in, in lesson number 12 is that we need to find method that will help the church to continue to grow. Because I, I, I remember when I came into the church in the late 70s, hundreds of people. I came to Central. We baptized 100 or more every year. Every year. People was just flocking. I left from a congregation where they, we baptized 800 people in my first eight years. And a central baptized over a thousand in this in ten years, shouldn't the church be filled with folks? What happened? What happened? And now we struggle. Now, now let, let me just be fair. We baptize a thousand of the thousand four hundred. If not 500, go away. 
So they don't stay. And if you don't, if you're not baptizing that amount today, and you baptize 10, and 60% of them go away, now you're down to four, and out of the four, two of them you see Mother's Day, Easter, and Christmas. Now you're down to two. And one of the two you don't ever see until they need something. Now you're down to one. And that one we have this chart and they live on the fringe. So what do you do to hold on to the one or two that halfway committed? The Apostle Paul says we run them away with legalism. We, we, we run them away with legalism. So then he says hold fast unto the liberty where Christ hath set us free. In other words, do not hold people to legalism when the gospel does something different. And brothers and sisters, there's a difference between culture and righteousness. Your culture might be one thing, but see, Paul says, I marvel, I'm amazed, I'm astonished that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel, which is not another. There is two ways for a person to be saved. I, I, I hear you. Say, Brother Fraser, you better straighten that up. There's two ways for a person to be saved. The first way a person could be saved is that when they come to the age of accountability, and from that time until they die, they keep the whole law. Now I hear you. Where's the plan B? Because you cannot keep, because Paul says, you are debtor to the whole law. And if you break one, you're guilty of all of them. So only a few people in here that can say that. And all of them are sitting on their mother or father lap. If you're holding the baby, you are guilty of some part of the law and the preacher. So the first thing I did, Brother Claiborne, is there a plan B? Because I cannot keep the whole law. And then Paul says, Christ died for the ungodly. Thank God. God had a plan B. Christ came 
and died for you and I, Brother Cooper, who knew no sin, but died for our sin, took our sin and made us free from sin. That's a shouting verse. Yeah, that's a shouting verse. But what's happening in the church of Christ today is that they want to bind things on you and me that the scripture doesn't bind. And then we, we become, we, we take our culture and make it legalism. And we make that to be doctrine. So what the apostle said, I'm amazed that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Now watch what he's saying now. So the minute that we make a rule that is not in the scripture, we made another gospel. I, I, I'm gonna get. I, I, I'll get to where you want me to go in a minute. Because, but see, we have to understand the Church of Christ is God method of bringing man back to him. And in the plan, before the foundation of the world, in Acts 2 and verse 22 and 23, Paul's, uh, Peter said it was by the determinant counsel for knowledge of God. When the determinant counsel was in session, the world hadn't been in existence. Yeah, yeah. So God's plan for the world was long before creation. And now that God had stepped out of eternity into time, he brought this plan in existence. And in Genesis chapter 1, in Genesis chapter 2, God planned that man was to live forever. But then... Matt, where's? Oh, oh, you had to be here last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then Genesis chapter three showed up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. and the Bible said a serpent, more walk, more craftier than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. You, you should have been here last night, yeah, because I'll tell you, they give Matt those right. Those roles that he can play. And he plays them. And that boy swingled out here last night like a snake. And from Genesis chapter 3 until Malachi chapter 6, God had not had a way to save us. And then from Malachi to Matthew, 400 years of silence. And then in John, Matthew chapter 3, John said, Behold, 
the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And so then Paul sits and writes this letter to the church of Galatia. And he said, I'm amazed that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another. So what are you saying, Paul? In the church at Galatia, some of the scholars was, were, would say that Paul wrote this letter to northern Galatia in Asia Minor, but the study of the text says it's more to the southern area because that's where Iconium and Lystra and Derby and Acts 13 and Acts 18 and Acts 13 on the apostle first missionary journey he went into Asia Minor the southern Asia Minor and he stopped in Iconium and you remember in Lystra they had stoned him and almost left him the dead but in Antioch of Pisidia but when Paul decided to write this letter back to them he warns them up to the gent because that area although was very populated with Jews it had a lot of Gentiles there yeah. but the Jews had a law and the Gentile also had a law the Jews had the law of Moses the Gentile had the law of heresy and then, so now Paul says to the Gentiles, he said, it's hard for me to believe that God set you free from one law that you're going to allow someone to take you into a law that wasn't yours in the first place. Because the Jews had came. Judaizers had came through. And the Judaizer says that not only must you be baptized, but you also must hold unto the law of Moses. So it's the law plus. And what we are doing in the church of Christ in the 21st century is taking people back to that same attitude. We want to bind legalism where righteousness should be. You got a mic? Acts chapter 15. Brother Claiborne, and Brother Ville, I'm going to give you a mic too. Because see, watch what Paul says. 15 and 1 for you, Brother Claiborne. Uh, stand, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty where Christ had made you free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. In other words, 
Christ has freed us. Took the yoke of bondage away from us. And now the Galatian churches, he writes this letter to about four or five churches of Christ. Don't, don't get confused who Paul is writing to. He is writing to the church of Christ. All of the problem in the letter of the Galatian letter was in the church of Christ. It wasn't in Asia Minor. It was in the church of Christ. In the church of Christ, they were coming up with another doctrine where Paul said it was not another. And so what Paul does, he, he, he allowed, he tells the church of Galatia, I am an apostle, not by man, but by Jesus Christ. And I spent three years in Arabia. Then I went up to Jerusalem to see the apostles. But when I got to Jerusalem, I didn't meet all of them except Peter and James. And I spent 15 days with them. And they gave me the right hand a fellowship and say that the same gospel that I was preaching is the gospel that they were preaching. But the Judaizers came in and they said that these Gentiles who have been baptized for the remission of sin is okay in God's eye, but they also must keep the law. In Acts chapter 15, in verse number one, what does the Bible say, Brother Claiborne? And certain men which came down from Judea uh -huh. taught the brethren and said, except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, yes, sir. you cannot be saved. Now watch what they say. Christ came and died. That man has a right to the tree of life. Right and can live forever without works. This is grace by faith. But some man came and said, except you keep the law of circumcision, you cannot be saved. Go ahead and read, Brother Claiborne. When therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain others of them should go up to Jerusalem and to the apostles and elders about this question. Now listen, members in the church of Christ is arguing amongst each other because one group wants to keep their heritage. And the other group saying, well, that's not what we're reading. All right. So what do y'all should do? I'll tell you what you do. I don't believe you are really a full-fledged apostle. Okay. So I want you to take these four and two Gentiles and y'all go up to Jerusalem okay. where the real apostles are and ask them the question. Read Brother Claiborne. And being brought on their way by the church, yes, sir. they passed through Phoenix and uh -huh. Samaria, declaring the, the conversion of yeah. the Gentiles. Uh -huh. And they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Now, now watch this. 
they left Baltimore. Okay. On their way to South Carolina. All right. They stopped by Richmond. Okay. And found out that some Gentiles had obeyed. Okay. And they were rejoicing because of their obedience to the gospel. Right. Amen. I'm just giving you my version of it. When you preach this sermon, you use any states that you want to put in there. But for me, it's Baltimore and South Carolina. Okay, read, Brother Claiborne. And when, and when they were come to Jerusalem, uh -huh. they were received of the church. Yes. And of the apostles and elders. And they declared all things that God had done with them. Stop there. Now they get to Jerusalem, and they meet all of the apostles. And they tell them how God had blessed them in the sharing of the word. And because of their sharing of the word, men was pressed into the gospel of Jesus Christ. Brother Bill, drop down to verse 24. Verse 24. Yes, sir. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us uh -huh. have troubled you with yeah. words, subverting your souls, saying, ye must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such command. Stop right there, Brother Ville. Now, now in, in the, if you study the text, in the council meeting of the apostles in Jerusalem, this is James talking now. James says, it seems to me that some of us had gone out and speak perverted things which we who are the true apostle had given no commandment. Read, Brother Bill. Verse 25, it yes, seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, yeah. to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Now, now watch what he said. We are going to pick some folks that we are going to send okay. that is going to preach right. the same gospel. All right. And now we'll send them back with Barnabas and Saul, because that's who they said. Okay. We're not going to send men they don't know. We're going to send the men that you said. But now we're taking the gospel. We're taking, we're going to send some men that will not only believe them, but we pray that they believe the men right. that we send with them. Amen. Read, Brother Bill. Verse 26, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stop right there, Brother Bill. Because, see, I don't want y'all to miss this. I'm not just sending anybody. But I'm sending men who have put their lives on the line for the cause of Christ. I just believe that from the, from the, the cradle to the grave, we all should find something that's worth dying for. I, I just believe that. Amen. I just believe that. See, and I always con are constantly trying to tell us, don't look at the destination. Enjoy the journey. Amen. Mm. All right. 
Because it's the journey that's going to make you when you get to the destination that make the destination worthwhile. So Paul, so, so here's what Luke write. Luke write that these men had put their lives on the line for the cause of Christ. Yes. Read, Brother Bill. I'm, going, I'm almost where I need to be. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas. Yeah. Who shall also tell you uh -huh. the same things by mouth. They're going to tell. Not only are we going to write it. Yeah. But we're going to send some lips. Okay. Yeah. That going to tell you the same thing right. that we wrote uh -huh. in the letter. Right, right, right. Go ahead and read, Brother Bill. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost mm -hmm. and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things. Now, stop right there, Brother Dill. See, don't casually just run over these verses. Watch what the text says. Read that, Brother, G uh, Brother Bill. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us. So stop right there. They send men to Jerusalem to other men, other men to confirm some things. Right. Mm -hmm. And he said it seems good to them men. But he goes a little higher. Mm -hmm. And he says, not only to men, but also to God. The Holy Ghost. It seemed good to us and to the Holy Ghost that we do not put any more burden on you than is necessary to get to heaven. Amen. Being a Christian is not easy. When somebody said Christian life, the Christian life is a joy. The Christian life is, is a lot of great things. Right. But I, I'm just talking about me. But the Christian life is not easy because Paul said there's a war that is going on in me day by day. I know what's right, but I don't do those things that right. And the things that I know that I shouldn't do, those are the things that I do. Why, Paul? Because it says, it's by my nature. Yeah. Oh, wretched man that I am, yeah. who shall deliver me from this pain right. of sin? And he said, I thank God for Jesus. Yes. So when we get people to obey the gospel, the apostle said it's good for the brothers and it's good for God that we put no more pressure okay. on them right. that's necessary. Amen. Now let me get to my lesson. <laughs> See, the book that we study I read the chapter 12 okay. so I could talk about it. Right. The book says, when you have visitors to come engage in your worship, okay. your worship should be 
uplifting. Amen. Excited. Full of the spirit. That the visitors will ask the question, how can I get into this? But if your worship is dead and downbeat and you can't, you can hear a pin drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Why in the world did I stop by here today? Amen. So everything from the first song to the last should be something to uplift. Amen. But our issue is that we have allowed our culture to become gospel. That's right. That's it. I said, well, see, most of us comes from different culture. Nothing you could do about that. If you look at Paul and follow him, he said, I was a, a Pharisee, a Hebrew of Hebrews. When it came to the law, I was a Pharisee. Yeah. We made the law. And he said, I kept some of my tradition. Okay. But I didn't allow my tradition to interfere with the righteousness of God. Right. We cannot. Let me just be clear. We cannot operate the local congregation in 2018 like we did in 1958. Okay, okay. All right. What do you mean, Brother Fraser? See, the word, the gospel will not change. It's 2,000 plus years old, and it's it's just as live today as it was was. then. That's right. And, and, And I'll tell you this. 25 years ago, I would not preach this sermon. No, Be- because uh, it's a different time. I have grown in the faith. And, and, and the thing that I would never do is compromise the word of God to satisfy this fleshly body of mine. But what we have done, we have used clapping. Preach. Bass mic. Preach. Full song leader. It ain't got nothing to do yeah. with one Lord, Amen. one faith, one. and one back. We don't, there's no argument in the church at all right. about that. Preach it. If you come from the north and you go to the south, you're going to have to take a double lip. That's it. But don't look at what's going on around you. Look at what they're teaching. That's right. That's it. Amen. When I first came into the church and I saw somebody clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Break it down. Go up to them. We don't use instrumental music. (laughs) Clapping, ain't it? Amen. Preach. Preach it. It's not an instrument. Amen. It's not an instrument. Amen. Then you know what? I used to go back. I used to go to do all things decent and order. Well, 
because I just looked over the text. Uh -huh. But when I went back and studied the text, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what they were talking about? Spiritual gifts. That's right. Okay. Amen. That's right. Amen. Don't you be talking in one language and this one talking yeah. in something. Hey, do things decent in order. order. If you speak in a language that nobody understands, have somebody there to interpret it. Right, right, right. Amen. That's real. When I was in Harrisburg preaching, we had 15 members that speak Hispanic. And one of the, 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 the brothers and sisters from Venezuela speak both Spanish and English. Yeah, yeah. So when I talk, he tells them yeah, what right, I'm saying right. in Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why if I need a Spanish word, I go to Sister Booker. Somebody who speaks Spanish. Right. I don't know what they say. But I trust the people that I have to tell me. So what, what Paul says. Do not tie burdens on people. That's right. No more yeah. than the gospel. That's right. Well, Amen. Amen. If your neighbor want to clap yeah. and you don't want to clap, Amen. that's all right. It's all right. It's all right. That's all right. Amen. Yeah. If you don't, if you want to. I remember one time I went to, to one of the congregations and one of the brothers came up to me and said, you are very excited. <laughs> I said, that's my culture. Uh, well, yeah. But do you understand the lesson? Uh, right. Don't act the way I deliver. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so if you want to clap, clap. Amen. If you don't want to clap, don't clap. Don't mean that one of you worship and one of you not. Amen. Well, amen. No. See, when God has done something in your life from last Sunday to this Sunday, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and he did something in my life and I don't want to show nothing, that's just up to me. Yeah. But why should I stop it? Look, we don't jump up up in here. Oh. Paul said we're binding. Yeah. That's it. And then bass mic. Mm -hmm. no, no mic have bass. It's a bass person that's singing in the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I don't know one mic. Does it, this is a bass mic? I just need to know. Because it's the person. Amen. And see, if I want, listen, listen to me. If I want the church to grow, this is what this author is saying. Okay. We have to use different method to keep people. But now, if it comes to compromising the gospel, and that's the only way that person going to come to Christ, you best leave that person alone. Because the word is still the word. Still the word. Amen. Sisters should not be wearing pants. What scripture? Yeah. We don't wear everything decent in order. We don't wore that one out. Come on, bro. And we ain't studied none of that. If a person comes. Because see, the worst thing we can do is when someone brings a visitor and they invite that person out. Yeah. And me with my halo over my head, go to that person. 
and tell them something that I can't substantiate with the word of God and wonder why that person never came back. Amen. Amen. Sometimes I just believe that if we just stay with the Bible, Amen. Stay with it. Everything Amen. is going to be all right. Yeah. See, because when God put this book together. He knew exactly yes, he what he was doing. Yeah. Yes. And then he gave us the knowledge to study it That's right. and, and reveal it to us yeah. to help mm -hmm. someone else. Yeah. I, I play golf with these guys. Uh, I'm done. I play golf with these same four guys, four of us play every week. Every week. One of the guy hit a ball up against the fence at Forest Park, Brother Cooper. The border fence that borders the course from the rest of the public. He hits the ball up there and he call over. Do I get a drop from this spot? He knows. He knows the rule. The minute they ask, they, they already know the rule. So I said to tell you that so I can tell you this. You already know what's right from wrong. Well, ain't nobody got to tell. If you've been in the church for six months, you have learned enough that you can bring somebody from the street to the kingdom. You know what instrumental music is. Amen. You know why you should take communion and yeah. worship on, you know those things. Right. But when those things don't meet your goal, okay. right. you ask questions. Yeah. Right. When you think you're losing, I always said, laws are good even when I don't benefit. Amen. Amen. Yeah, if I put all the laws in for benefiting me, y'all in trouble. Yeah. But see, that's why God didn't ask us. Okay. He put it out there. So, so in my conclusion, Paul says, let us not. Let us not put burden on people. And then in Galatians 5, in verse number 4, Christ let me go to three. For I testify again to every man that is circumcision, circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Now we know ain't nobody doing that. So then verse four is where we need to be. Christ is become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law you have fallen from grace. So when you want to put the law in, then grace means nothing. Nothing to you. Maybe you're here this morning, not a member of the Lord's church, 
The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Believe with all your heart Christ died for you, that he was buried and rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent of your sins and confess your faith in Christ and we'll baptize you in water for the remission of your sin. And, and if we want to get to heaven, let us not add or take away from the word of God. Amen. If you're here, would you come right now as we together stand and sing the song that has been selected. Would you be free from the burden of sin? This 